Welcome to episode nine of Flights, Football, and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? Better than most. Not as good as some. How are you, Mike? Better than some. Not as good as most. (laughs) (laughs) See what I did there, Dave? Yeah. Got a very wide range of tastings on tap for tonight. And I wonder if any of the three will be able to dethrone Z's Pet Polar Bear and Abrasive from the Surly Brewing Company, which through eight episodes, those are my top two rated beers. Of, uh, Z's a 4.5 and Abrasive a 4.3. While your top two are the Strawberry Smoothie mm-hmm. at 4.25 and then a tie for number two, uh, Perrin's 98 Problems and then the Pineapple uh Pineapple, pineapple banana, man- pineapple mango, mango, and yep. those yes, sir. you had both of those at four point two. So, um, without further ado, new to the uh, show, our first ever light IPA. You know, we're we're taking the great, the legend, the goat of IPAs, uh-huh. Bell's Two Hearted Ale. Yep, and we're gonna try their uh, their light version. The old light hearted ale comes in at a whopping. 3.7 percent oh my god which is which will easily be our lowest alcohol by volume right in the of the episodes because essentially it's a light beer correct so without further ado we will try the pour here into the not a big deal glass for me and the alcatraz brewing which was in great lakes crossing many years ago and it was actually a very cool bar but it has since closed down. Not a as hazy as the regular two-hearted. No, nope, I can see this through this one. Pretty I good. have to honor the listeners, Dave. Yeah. Dave Gilbert needs wants a picture of the beer in the glass. So it's all about the listeners and keeping listeners happy, Dave. So that is what we're, that is why we're here, Mike. Exactly. If it's one for the listeners, you know, we'd, we'd, we'd still be here. Yeah, we'd, we'd, still be here. <laughs> we'd still be here drinking beer. Just wouldn't have the microphone in front of us. That's right. Um, yeah. Almost forgot the crack of the glass. Cheers. Cheers. The guy at the Chicago. Uh, Chicago Pizza, the place right off of, right on Eastman Road, right off of 10 in Midland. Mm-hmm. I asked him, I said, I love Two-Hearted Ale. I said, what do you think about that? He said, well, if you like Two-Hearted Ale, I don't recommend the Light-Hearted Ale. Because it's it, it's clearly, you there you taste some of the happiness right. of the Two-Hearted. Oh, for sure. And some of the citrus to it, but it's actually at a much, much, much lesser scale. So, but I would but, figure you'd pick up the lighthearted ale because that's exactly, yeah, you know, only one of the few IPAs that flaunts its uh calorie count, which what did I say it was pre 110. 110 calories, which is probably less than half of most IPAs because by and large, the calorie count comes from the alcohol content, correct? At 3.7 percent, there's not much alcohol content there, but. This might be one of the beers you could sit out. Absolutely. You know. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, if you like you said, if you like an IPA taste, this is something that's not gonna give you the gut punch. Yeah, yeah. The, I was gonna say the kick in the teeth. Oh, you, either but way. you can taste 
the IP. I mean, it's not a yeah. Miller Light or a Bud Light. Not by any stretch. So, all right, well, as we uh, come up with a rating for Bell's Lighthearted Ale, what jumped out at you on the uh, sports front the past week? Well, I did get a chance to watch a little XFL. As did I. And I'm still, uh, as I said in the past podcast, um, a little hesitant, but I am I think I might be becoming a fan. I like some of the things that they're doing that are different. Um, I'm glad they kept some things the same uh, in the NFL. Uh, but uh, what about you? I'm enjoying it as well. Uh, yesterday's game... The DC Def- Defenders. Thank defenders. You. Yep. I was going to say the Guardians, but I think the Guardians were the team they beat. Yeah. Uh, the Defenders. Yeah, the Guardians laid an egg. So far, look like the best team, and I don't think it was scripted like uh, version one of the XFL. There's a little bit of a brouhaha, Donnie Brook in that game after a fumble, and one of the players was laid out. I think it was a little bit. I think he was embellishing, a la you know WWE style, but. Sure. Uh, there's definitely some action, but the only thing, the only drawback is, and it's much like the shitty teams in the NFL, the quarterback play is really suffering in this right. league because they're just, they're not any good. Right. But I mean, the, the, the running I've seen some seems, glimpses. I've seen some yeah. glimpses, some really good stuff. Um, some great passes, a few great right. catches. Well, they, only, the, but they, they miss been, a lot of stuff. Oh, even yeah. For an, even for a novice armchair, you know, quarterback like me to, to like, oh man, he should have thrown that one over his left shoulder. He would have, you know. Right. Well, and the other, I mean, the thing is, is they have uh, all these rules set up for higher scoring games. Right. And six of the first seven games they're have not, went under. They're not high scoring. No, they're not high scoring at all. Six <laughs> of the seven games have went under. Right. So uh, this game tonight is twenty-one-seven Houston at they're twenty-one-six Houston at the half, which that is looking like it could be the second over. But yeah, like I said, I'm not going to you know I'm not going to say I'm all in on the XFL yet, but I think it's yep. definitely got some potential. There's, I mean, they're playing. As if there's a yeah. hundred thousand dollars to the winning. Oh, team. the the Houston quarterback uh, in the first half of this game, he's a scrambling fool. I mean, he he's made it a little bit exciting, um, and I think the um, the St. Louis um, D linemen trying to get in there are starting to get pissed because they keep getting part yes. of a hand on them and they they can't catch them, they can't get them down. So I mean that 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 makes it a little bit you know you, you get engaged in that. Yeah, I, and just for the so the <clears throat> listeners know, I'm going to put my allegiance behind the dragons of seattle they're one and one so nobody can say i'm jumping on the bandwagon they're one and one but i think they have the coolest helmet so i'm, <laughs> I'm just i'm gonna roll with uh the seattle dragons uh slam dunk contest oh how about let's go back one more football item yes let's stay on the football All track right. if we can um just some of the fallout from the the msu uh retirement hiring you know, the dominoes falling with Colorado, you know, there was a lot of uh, talk on the uh, ESPN and the sports radio and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we might as well do it here quickly. Um, do you think, just quick yes or no, uh, we won't spend a lot of time on it, because everything happens so late, do you think the Colorado players should be released? Seth Greenberg uh, was saying, 
you know, his opinion is the Colorado, the Colorado players should be released from their national letters of intent because most kids go to a college to play for a coach, not the college. Well, to abide by your rules, I say no. Right. Because I don't think they should be. And I personally, okay, yeah, I don't think kids want to go. Yeah, they want to play for Dabu Sweeney and uh, Nick Saban. Mm -hmm. But they also want to play for Clemson and Alabama because those are the two powers. So if you go by, I, I see the other side of the coin, but I don't I don't agree with it because, so now what happens to college? Let's say. 18 kids. Yeah, so what is, yeah, what does Colorado do? Just disband football for the year because <laughs> they're coach lot. Right. That's like, you know, if, if you hire in at job A and the manager gets fired, mm -hmm. what are you just going to automatically quit and say, well, that's not the person who hired me. I quit. Yeah. So. Yeah. He was also saying that um, Seth Greenberg was saying that there sh they should come up with a, a period of time where after this period of time, you know, unless there's a life altering event, you know, in your family or something like that, that you can't just job hop and people can't because now the dominoes, whoever Colorado gets for, for their coach. And now you have assistants. Now you have assistants wondering all along this chain of dominoes, following these coaches, the coaches carousel, I guess they call it, you know, assistants, their jobs are up in the air. Well, I think Michigan state, only has themselves to blame because Absolutely. I, don't, I don't mind. I don't blame D'Antonio because on such and such a date, he got a $3 million bonus if he was still employed. I said, I think in, either in our trailer or maybe a makeup make believe podcast that we never even publish. I thought they should have fired D'Antonio anyway. Oh no, you said that. And yeah, I don't know what episode it was, but sure. Right. So, you know, it, to a university like Michigan state, $3 million is nothing. Why didn't, why didn't they just say, Hey, look, dude, here's your money go. Right. And then they could have started a search and then right. Had a better, I mean, cause as it was, what were they oh, yeah. ranked in the recruiting class? Like 37th. Well, they, I think they, yeah, it was, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't good. And I think they screwed up because some of the, some of the talk behind the scenes, I mean, they, they pulled some extra strings and did some things to get Tucker because if they couldn't get Tucker, they had an A pick, you know, they had a 1A and a 1B, and then after that, I mean, it was super slim pickings, and from all accounts, from a couple of, um, from, they, a couple of from a couple of inside sources, <coughs> Brian Ross, um, they, uh, it would have been a shitstorm within MSU. So anybody that, that, you know, bleeds green and white, like I do, you know, you're really happy that this happened because the alternative would have been ugly. Well, not, not so fast, because... Dave Gilbert and myself only have like three losses on our coaching resume. So we probably could have came a lot cheaper. Wait. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's so, probably been pretty effective. See, probably better than this Colorado coach. The guy's under 500. How do you hire a guy under 500? Well, he's only there for a they year. They should have just held a lottery. He was only there for a year. They weren't even his players. Well, they, they should have held a lottery and just let somebody do it like as an internship or something. <laughs> yeah. Because they're going to have a hard time keeping they're, they're – teetering on being an also ran in the big 10. Yeah. I mean, it, it, this might be, you know, if, if he's the guy we think he is, this might be a two or three year project. You know what I mean? So, um, 
that's I wanted to get that in there. Uh, going back to you said slam dunk contest. Okay. In 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 a nutshell. Yeah. Aaron Gordon was screwed big time. He, he I mean the the Rolls Junior guy had or not Rolls Junior the Jones Junior. Yeah. He had some nice dunks, but Gordon won that slam dunk contest. And I think the only way to fix it, although it's just for entertainment value, but the tens, there's got to be a difference of, because there were like a million fifties thrown out there in the slam dunk competition. Right. And some of them were pretty mundane. Like, you know, guy just, you know, a tomahawk from a step inside the free throw line, which Michael, which, you know, the, the goat did, what's that now 40 years ago when he left right. from the free throw line right and uh actually the doctor did it before him but the doctor was about six inches his toe was about maybe over the line but anyway he put on a good show he won and i think he got screwed so well he didn't win that was a problem well, he wanted as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, okay. And, 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 in your heart. And, and where this pod ranks on <laughs> most major platforms, that's right. got to account for something. Something. Anything. Yeah, exactly. I didn't see much of All-Star Weekend. The only thing I would add to that, um, in the um, Rising Stars game, Zion, you know, they made a – they made kind of a – they wanted to make a – they keep riding this Zion thing. And don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, he's had in the last five games, he's had three games and 30 points or more. I mean, he's okay. really starting to he's really starting to crank it up. So don't get me wrong, great player, but that uh, basketball hoop that he's supposedly bent or whatever, it was probably it was probably ready to go no matter what. That's um, I didn't see that he did that in the, the yeah. futures game. I didn't see that. Yeah. Um. So anyway, but that was kind of cool to watch, and you know, there's a lot of great young players that are kind of making it exciting. I like the fact that the Bucks they're they're um, they're leading the league. Um, with wins and you actually watch most of their games and they play defense and they move the ball. So that's, you know, that's a shocker. And that's probably why they're winning. Yeah, so. yeah, pro- well, and they have a uh, guy with a real long name and that helps. It was, uh, does he have more vowels or is it consonants? <laughs> I don't name? know, but now that you're looking at me like that, I'm just, I, well, I'm was, not going to be able to say it right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, all I know of him is Giannis, but, and to show you, I'm not that disinterested in this topic, but the NBA in oh. my on my pecking order is two notches below cricket, and then <laughs> the ESPN cornhole tournament. <laughs> so you don't, where, I you don't, don't want to talk about the Cincinnati Open? I had that on the docket for today. You what is want... the Cincinnati Open? Uh, tennis. Well, well, yeah, tennis is way above the NBA. <laughs> really? And for the, the listeners oh at my home, God. my hand is going up over my head <laughs> as if anybody can see that. But, you know, yeah, I just – and actually, before, you know, before we – one last thing before we rate Bell's lighthearted ale, um, I used to have college basketball rated – just a notch below the NFL, mm-hmm. but college basketball sucks. And I may not. And hey, fish, huh. fish, if you're listening, you might have to tell the five to eight people that that you work with that I'm not doing the brackets anymore. 
I, and you're going to say, yeah, shit, Peters, you say that every fucking year, blah, blah, blah. You're not doing it. But this year, I, I mean, college basketball sucks. Why? Because they're, it, the, the one and done player, the, the oh, high oh, school, yeah, 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 there's yeah, no yeah. good team. That's yep. what made college basketball great. And when, you know, like Dean Smith's North Carolina team, then you would have, you know, yeah. that's the only reason why Gonzaga competes as well as they do because Gonzaga doesn't have anybody good enough to go to the pro right away. So they've got six or seven yeah. 22-year-old men that have played together for four Their years. center right now will probably go. There, I was watching What's some his, of him. What class is he? What's that? What class is he? I don't even know, but yeah. he he's tearing it up. Well, yeah, I mean, but that's what I mean. Nobody I mean, can stop him. But like uh, you know, all these, and I'm not faulting the kids. I mean, right. do you want to go to school or do you want to pay, get paid thirty seven million dollars a year? I'm going for the thirty seven million dollars. So I'm not I'm not saying there's a right or wrong yeah. fix for the game, but I just I think college basketball sucks right now. It's that's one of the points you bring up, and I heard them. I think it was. Greenberg and I, I can't remember who else was arguing about that very same point uh, either today or yesterday on ESPN. And um, you bring up that point, but that's also one of the questions that's been brought out about the XFL is that if this does take off and it does get popular, what is that going to do to the second and third year college football players? Are kids going to say, well, you know, I can either stay here and play another two years of college and roll the dice, or I can go make seventy-five to one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars playing the XFL, get my get my games, get my reps in, play fewer games than in college, and get a chance to go to the big show. Is that gonna is that gonna detract from you know kids staying in college football just like they don't want to stay in college basketball? Is that a possibility? It's a possibility, but I think you're looking deep into the future. I mean, that's not something, I mean, the XFL, it's the not XFL now, of right. Course, the yeah. XFL is not going to make its mark for four or five years. And then five years from now, maybe players would be like that. It's like, well, yeah, screw okay. it. I'm not going to play. I'm not going to go to college. I'll just, you know, right. Play in the XFL, February, March, and April. And then, you know, obviously that would, if they survive four or five years, they're going to be able to pay people. Right. That means oh, they're going to yeah. have, you know, they're going to have better TV contracts. They're going to have more people in the stadium. They're going to be able to pay these guys a little bit more, and they'll be even more of an attraction to leave college and go play. So, yeah, Agreed. it'll be interesting. Uh, what about ice picks? Struggling tonight, 47-28 record overall. Still, in, I'm stunned and embarrassed with my Saturday pick. I had the, the lock of the century was the Colorado Avalanche. He scared it, the it, crap out of us when you screamed. Well, you were so mad. It was, it was ridiculous. The Kings are a horrible hockey team. And it was just mind-numbing. You got the, the, the rink. In, I think it's you know, at Air Force, which you know in right. Colorado. It's a home game. The stadium series, the outdoor series, home crowd, national television against a, a garbage Kings team and to lay that kind of egg. And then because of that, I was gun shy to give out the Penguins today as a play. But like I put on Twitter with the Penguins, I've never seen a hockey line like because the Red Wings played last night. The Penguins didn't. The Red Wings lost in Boston yesterday, and then they went to Pittsburgh today. And I've never seen a line in hockey. Like, you had to wager between $500 and $600 to to win $100 on the Penguins. (laughs) Right. And then, so the other one, so what I was doing was like, well, I'm going to look, what if you give a goal and a half? 
because sometimes if you give the goal in the half, which I did in Vancouver tonight, and their last check, they were losing two to nothing, so another loss for ice picks. But normally, if you give a goal in the half, you for every hundred you bet, you make like 130, 140, 150 dollars. So it's like, okay. But even when the penguin game today, giving a goal and a half yeah. to the Red Wings, yeah. you still had to bet 165 to win a hundred. I mean, much better than the 550. And as sure. it turns out, I mean, it was it went as scripted. The Red what Red Wings got killed by the Penguins, who are a much better team, and the Red Wings aren't any good. And they played last night, but the risk reward. I mean, to wager six hundred dollars to win a hundred, that's not it's, a real no, good investment. No. So I didn't even give it out as a pick, even though it was a no brainer. Right. Um, what do you say we rate Bell's lighthearted ale? Let's do it. All right, I'll start it off. Okay. And as I drank, I picked up on the IPA flavor. Not as savvy, obviously, and hence the name light. All right. Uh, it will not dethrone one of my top two, but the untapped rating of 3.59 is right in the ballpark. I will give Bell's Lighthearted Ale a 3.5. 3.5 for Mike. I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. I mean, there's everything you yep. just said. I don't want to waste time reiterating everything, but I got to give it that, like I've said in the other episodes, you know, if it's if it's something I can definitely look at and say, oh yeah, I could, I would have a few of those. I'd pick up, a, you know, that's something I could drink. Um, I'm gonna go three point eight five. And one final thought, I think this is Bell's attempt to go after Founders All Day IPA. Yeah. And it's, it might have a better flavor than the all day. IPA. I was going to say, if you're an IPA fan, if you like the IPA taste, then this has more than the founder, in my opinion. Cause I actually like the all day IPA. Oh yeah. But I think this actually might be a little, um, like a little cleaner, smoother taste. And for those that don't like the IPA, well, yeah. one, I don't know why you would drink an IPA, but if, if you didn't like the IPA, this actually more resembles like a Miller Lite, a Bud Light, oh, a Budweiser, sure. a Miller, and with just the hint of the IPA. Correct. So I may have sold it short with the 3.5 rating, but I'm going to stick with it. All right, Mike. Fair enough. What do we got for our second tasting? The French Toast Devil Dog Oatmeal Stout from Rope Brewing Company out of Royal Oak, Michigan. Nice. 8.3%. And for the second straight selection, the IBUs were not available. Untapped drinkers rated it at a 4.09. So why don't we... First selection was a canned beer. This one is a bottled beer. So, oh, almost like I'm at the breakfast table. And another motor oil pour, just like last week. Definitely smell the French toast aroma. 
and once again, got to appease the listeners with a pick. With the pick, yeah, this one um, just like last week, light is not escaping this. You, there's it is, it is dark, very dark, but a very just like the you know title or the name says, it's very breakfasty. A little yeah, you, you, know, you, sm- you can really smell the French toast, French toast, and. Ooh. Uh-huh. A little bit of dankness to it. Yeah, what describe dank. Um if you it had a warm glass of water that oh yeah, okay. Oddly enough came out of like a mop bucket. <laughs> but you're, you're not still gonna, you're still thirsty, so you're gonna drink it. Well, I, mean, I think this has got a this definitely has some, a lot of good, you know, flavor rather than water coming out of a mop bucket. Oh yes, it's just the the aftertones of the taste because right. on the palate you can taste the syrupy French toast taste of the beer. Not so much. I guess the oatmeal hits on the way down. Yeah, I mean, with you know, with the dark stouts that we've had. I mean, well, I'll start. All that's redundant, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This is this is. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna be thinking on this one as we talk about uh, our next topic. And the next topic comes from the hashtag IDGAF department. Uh oh. Reason why we put it in that department is because we've talked about it before, but it keeps rearing its ugly head. And I am so sick and tired of hearing about the sign stealing. I actually may become an Astro fan. <laughs> Right. To screw all these people. All these crybaby, little pouty, little whiny babies. The one guy for the Dodgers, I can't even remember his name. Let's just say Joe sucks a lot. <laughs> right. He faced the Astros. He's he's filing a lawsuit. He claims the money he makes from the lawsuit is going to go to help charities in the Los Angeles area. Again, hashtag IDGAF. Because... He was lit up like a chimney, like a chimney. No, like no. a Christmas tree. <laughs> Close. Maybe even a chimney if the fire is blazing. But he was lit up like a Christmas tree by the Astros right. for like six runs and a third of an inning or something like uh-huh. that. Was sent to the minors and then never made it back to the big leagues. So does that mean when he got sent to the minors, everybody pounded on a trash can? Because obviously there's not enough good pitching in baseball as it is. So if he was any good, he'd have made it back to the big leagues. You not just get shit can after one outing. Right. So he the reason he got beat wasn't because anybody was banging a trash can. Right. The reason he got beat is because he sucked. Secondly, um, the baseball has much more issue, bigger issues, in my opinion, than the sign stealing. Look, look the Carl Ravage. Carl Ravage is a loser. Shave the beard, you look like a loser, Carl. But he's going. Oh no! Now team little league teams across. The, uh, the country, they're not going to use the name Astros in their league. And it's like, again, hashtag IDGAF. Who cares? But yet the one rule baseball is going to put into this is, oh, the three batter minimum? That's ridiculous. You, that's yeah. the art of yeah. managing is like, okay, I got a guy who can only get left-handers out. So I'm going to bring him in to face this tough lefty, and then I'm going to get my hard-throwing righty. Well, now, because of all precious time, oh, Christ, the game. You know what? If you don't want to stay to the end of the game, fucking leave. Right. You, nobody's forcing you to right. stay to watch. Is this China? Game. This isn't China. Exactly. Nobody, right. you just, just stay and watch. If, if you don't want to watch it, leave. But now, so now a guy's got to come in here 
so to me, that fixes games more than sign stealing does because now you got a lefty who's a, a left-handed specialist come, designed to come in and get a left-handed hitter out. Right. That's been a part of baseball for years, hundreds decades. of years, decades, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe not, not hundreds of years because obviously back you know hundreds of years ago, you, you, the guy who started the game finished the game even if his arm fell off. But So, yeah, in the last 30 years anyway, specialization, is, right. that's what the game is. Right. So now – because I bring my left-handed specialist in or a right-handed guy to face a right. Now I've got to leave him in for two more batters. To me, that, that affects the outcome of the game more than somebody. Right. Like the hitter's right. really going to know, what was that? Was that a trash can or was the, the, the vendor drop his popcorn tray? Right. It's, it's <laughs> stupid. And then, you know, the MOOC, you know, and then the other one, you know, the luxury tax. To me, the luxury tax is a joke. I should be able to spend what I want to spend. Like oh, on yeah. spring break, let's sure. say you, you're going to take your family on a cruise around the world that's going to cost you $45,000, but I can only afford to go to Curry's Motel and spend two days there. So right. because I can only afford that, you can't go around the world with your, your family. Yeah. And you might say, what does that have to do with anything? Well, my Red Sox traded Mookie Betts for that reason. They wanted to be under the luxury tax, so they trade arguably the yeah. best player to shave salary cap. To me, that impacts the game more than sign stealing does. Oh, and, yeah. they, and not oh, only not only the sign stealing, the, the, that's part of the game. Guys on second, you know, touch their ear, and then the guy on batter knows what's coming, and then the next batter gets one in the ear. Yeah. Oh well, wait, we can't hit anybody in the ear because hey, Jesus Christ, safety first. Then stop playing <laughs> sports altogether because it's a joke. And oh, the Astros well, would take the World Series title away. Bullshit! They won the game. Yeah, Altuve well, hit 400 on the road. Who was cheating for him on the road? Well, that's what I was going to bring up. Is you know right? Who's hitting the trash can on the road? It, that's what I mean. They they went. They actually won more road. You know, the Red Sox, the Red Sox are going to get their penalty, and I, I'm still going to be a Red Sox fan. It's I don't think they cheated quite to the extent that the they, they didn't try hard enough. Right. You know because <laughs> it, you know the old <laughs> saying: if you're not cheating, you're not trying hard enough. And if the Red Sox. Or you don't want, they, you they don't. won more. They won more games on the road in the playoffs at two in two thousand eighteen than they did in, at Fenway. Right. So who's cheating? And then they, oh, and then oh, Mike, and then the commissioner Rob Manford, who's an idiot, he sucks too because oh, Mike fires or fries or fears or yeah. whatever the hell his name is. You know what? Uh, Mike fears. It better hope he never goes to prison because. What's the saying in prison? The snitches get bitches. What is it? <laughs> Fuck, what is that? What is that saying? That, uh, snitches get stitches. That's what I was trying to stutter out. So Mike Fires better hope he never goes to prison because a little crybaby. Oh, Jesus Christ, you yeah, so cheated. You should have seen what they did. Who cares? You're, he sucks too. Yeah, well, and I heard a couple of the players from other teams. They weren't with, they weren't with uh, what was it, Tony Kemp? Uh, maybe... Uh, he came up, he said what you said in the other episode that, you know, hey, if you think the other team's stealing your signs, you might want to change them up a exactly. bit. Exactly. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's exactly what you should do. Oh, the pure, oh, Jesus Christ, they, they stole signs. Like, well, I don't know what to tell you. Get better pitching. But, you know, but the, the luxury checks. And then I honestly, like, seriously, I'm going to re- be repetitive and redundant, which is actually the same thing. <laughs> that right. The three batter minimum fixes games more than sign stealing does because now you have to pitch a pitcher who's not good enough to get the second and third guy out because of a stupid rule to speed the game up. Right. 
And again, if you don't have the time to be there, bye-bye. Yeah. When I go to a baseball game, I hope it doesn't get to the seventh inning for six hours because I'll be passed out in, in the concourse <laughs> before we ever get to the seventh <laughs> inning because I'm right. going back up for double fisting. <laughs> but it's just anyway. Yeah, that, that's why we that's why it fell under the category of the IDGAF. Right now. So let's rate Rokes French Toast Oatmeal Style. The Roke Devil Dog. Devil Dog. French Toast Oatmeal add that Style. In there. Heck yeah. The French Toast Devil Dog Oatmeal Stout. I went first with the uh, lighthearted ale. You go first, Dave. Ale I'll... brewed with maple syrup and natural flavor. Because right, I got to calm my nerves down because I'm so pissed off at this sign stealing <laughs> right. shit. Um, go Astros. <laughs> I'm going to go with mm-hmm, – mm-hmm. I'm going to go with my – hmm. I'm going to go with a three-point – I'm going to go with a three-point – I can't help it. 3.75. I know I've had a couple 3.75s here uh, recently. Um, this is – it. I actually like the flavor. I do. Um, it's just really heavy, um, so I I wouldn't have I could probably have another one, but uh, but heavy. Well, you can't today because I don't have any more. Well, no, that's fine. Um, this is one of those things you like, you know, bad day at work. You come home, kick the dog. <laughs> okay, you know, the dog didn't right. do anything. No, right. You know, and and maybe I like the rope brewing. A little better than, but I'm I'm actually hearts racing a little bit over the stupid sign stealing shit. I'm gonna give it a two point eight. Oof, because and again, it may be an unfair rating, but I'm not sure I'm a real fan of the stouts. And couple that with the sign stealing just pisses me off even more. So before the rating goes down anymore, I'm just gonna say two point eight five and call it good. But with the stouts that we've had and the stouts that you've had, I think this one is right up there. But if you're not a fan of the stout, you know, if you'd like to be able to see through your beer. Um, right. Yeah. This is definitely not your number one tea, option. Yeah. All right. Our third and final selection of episode nine of Flights Football and Anything Else is the Hemper, our first ever. <laughs> HPA. The Hipper HPA, an exciting new style, will change the way you think about hoppy beers. It's from the new Belgium Brewing Company out of Fort Collins, Colorado. It is 7% alcohol and our first record of IBUs of the night of 55 and an untapped ranking of 3.59, which oddly enough was the untapped ranking of the lighthearted. Mm-hmm. So, yep. what do you say we pop these bad boys open and give her a whirl? Woo! Heineken. Hello, Heineken. <laughs> Holy mackerel. I hope we don't fill the drugstore. Because you tell me you don't smell the hemp out of that bad boy. Jesus. Did somebody let a skunk in this motherfucker or what? <laughs> It's got a, I was going to say a clear pour, but it's a little bit cloudy. And wow, that is definitely a. The Hemperer HPA 
is a new kind of hoppy beer blending hemp with hops for complete sensory domination. Hmm. Well, all right. Well, I, I tell you what, it smells like a rock concert. I'm not going to shit you. I mean, it, it smells like, a, you know, we're at the Black Sabbath concert. Yeah, that's crazy. Woo! <laughs> Do you not smell weed in there? <laughs> I guess. Well, luck, luckily for you, I have a medical marijuana card, so we'll be all set. <laughs> I don't think you do. Wow. As I digest that, it's definitely yeah, I don't, de I don't, definitely different. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. It's definitely no. different, but <laughs> oh my god, episode three. <laughs> Maybe is, it could have. Yeah, no, I'm not. I don't. I don't think I would like it either way. Could have something to do with the stout we just had, and you know, no, I don't. This is definitely different. Ugh. I almost feel like eating a Twinkie or something. Though. No, I, I no, I don't feel like doing anything. But all right, uh, I might be breaking our rule on this one. Oh, you're fucking know. finishing it. You're <laughs> not know quitting. There ain't no quitters in this podcast. There is. There is no quitters in this podcast. Anyway, uh, the third segment usually gives us a random question. And I thought long and hard of this. I had a few ways I wanted to take it. But I said, you know what? What is your favorite joke? Hmm. It can be anything. A knock-knock, a, a story. It's, you know, I'm not asking for something that I haven't heard before. Right, and right. if I've heard it, I won't interrupt you or whatever. But what is your favorite joke? Okay, so I don't want to have too much dead air time. So while I'm thinking of this, um, well, I don't know. While, while I'm thinking of this, though, I don't know. I I don't know why I wanted to bring this up. But did you hear about the kidnapping? Uh, no, I didn't. Oh, he woke up. Uh, is that your joke? That's it. You? <laughs> what did you get that from? Major pain? Are you fucking kidding me? All right, here's one for you. Three guys after work sitting around having, you know, they meet at the local watering hall and they're just having a few beers on a Friday night after work. A couple of them grizzled veterans on the job, you know, they're in, in their 50s. The other one's only been on the job two months and they're talking about this, that, and the other thing. And it gets to marriage. And, you know, the, the one guy said, I've been married, you know, 20 years. You know, I love my wife, whatever. The other guy said, oh, 20 years, that it? Jeez. I've been married for 32 years. Yeah, we have our ups and downs, but, you know, whatever. You know, hey, how about you? They say to the new kid. And he said, oh, I'm not married. I'm, you know, I, I go out on dates every once in a while, but I'm not seeing anybody seriously. Guy's been married 32 years. said, all right, kid, I'm going to save you a lot of grief. When you get married, make sure you marry an ugly one. There's silence, and the young kid's like, well, why why do I want to marry an ugly woman? Well, because you if you find a good looking woman, real hot, you're gonna fall in love. You guys are gonna be happy. She's gonna find somebody else, and she's gonna leave you. And the kid looks at him. He says, "Well, if I find an ugly woman and marry her, couldn't she leave me for somebody else?" I looked at him. He said, well, "Who gives a fuck?" Oh, I've always loved that. I've always <laughs> loved that joke. 
Um, anyway, <laughs> to our listeners out there, making a little uh, you're bad, making a little family friendly wager, so to speak. Reply with your favorite joke via Twitter at epodffa or email at ffaepod at gmail.com. And Dave and I will sift through the millions. Upon millions. Upon millions. I don't know when I'll have time. Yeah, it's going to be a long, it'll take us a long time to get through all those entries. But the winner, $20 Visa gift card. Oh, my God. Courtesy of the show. To spend oh. at your at your leisure. I I would make it a gift card to a restaurant, but perhaps the winner the winner of the joke won't like the restaurant we pick. Right. Visa is like cold hard cash. I don't it even is. know if we can legally do that, but we I just, just did. did. It's it's kind of like the what movie is this from? <laughs> you can't put a bounty on a man's head. I just did. I don't know. Not off the top of my head. I'd rather have them playing with their toys and playing with themselves. <laughs> I don't know. Oh Jesus! Oh, I'm, you're gonna have to wait till next week because I'm gonna give you a few more lines on that. All right. So I'm not a joke guy. I don't know why. I've ha- always had a hard, hard time remembering. <laughs> if that was your favorite, <laughs> if that it's was the your, first one I can think if of, that was your favorite. We can see. That I don't you're not know. A joke I guy. don't know if that was my favorite, but it was the first one that came to mind. Well, all right, I'll give you one more. You could have went with this one. All right. Guys sitting, two guys sitting up to the bar together. And uh, he said, watch this. He yells to the bartender, hey, jackass, give me a beer. Bartender brings him a beer. Hour later, hey, jackass, give me some peanuts. Bartender brings him some peanuts. 10, 15 minutes later, hey, jackass, I need a shot of whiskey. And then guy gets up to go to the bathroom. The guy says to the bartender, he says, why do you let him call you jackass like that? Bartender looks at him and says, he all, he all, he always calls me that. Oh, my God. Seriously? No, I wouldn't have gone with that one. Oh, well, that was a lot, fuck him a lot better than the one you gave me. True. The, the kidnapping, they, 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 they woke up. Come on. All right. Anyway, I don't know how we're going to rate this bad boy, but. We should have hot boxed uh, in the car before we drank anything. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, oh, hmm. Hmm. Oh, oh. I tell you what, I, I'm not sure. Uh, I can't remember what I really ranked it, but uh, drinking the hamper almost makes me want Hazel's nuts back in my mouth. <laughs> well, for those of for those people that weren't around for episode, what is it one? I think it was one. That was episode one. Hazel's nuts from uh, uh, oh, what brewery was that? Oh, well, <laughs> while you're looking for that, Dave, I'm going to Oddside. Oddside Brewery. Yep, Hazel's yep. nuts. Um, boy, I tell you, I do not, I do not know how <laughs> the Untapped crowd ranked this the same. I obviously it was a different set of drinkers because there is no way this is equal to the bell's lighthearted ale i'm sure i'm sure they you know when they're looking in the cabinet the um the cohort if i could use a fancy word that uh 
saw that, uh, yeah, the HPA, you know, it was probably like, oh, dude, hey, this stuff, we got to have this because we don't drink anything but HPA. You know what I mean, Dr. Hand? Yeah, I, yeah, they, if that's them, but they gave it the same rating and, all right. Did I say Dr. Hand? Yes, you did. I, I, I wasn't going to correct you. I was just, go. I was just letting you roll in the pocket. Jeez. This is definitely the weakest of the night. It's your turn, though, right? I know. I'm thinking, you know what? I don't know what my lowest ranking is. I think I've given a one to one of the beers. I will give. You did. You did. No problem, IPA. You gave a one. And I will give. Because this was, I would, I'll drink this before that coriander shit we had that one time. Um, I'm going to go a 1.99er. 1.99. I couldn't give it a two. So I I had to go, I had to go lower than a two. Yeah. No. Well, I tell you what, though, before I, no, you gave, you gave that one a one as well. The Florida Cracker Belgian Whitedale. So yeah. I've given two, I've given two, two ones, ones. And, and I would, this is actually better than those two. So, right. I would, uh, I gave the Florida cracker Belgian white ale a two. So I'm going to have to go, you know what? I'm going to copycat you. I'm not, I don't, you know, I don't have my rating mojo maybe today, but I'm going to, cause I would, I would drink the Florida cracker white Belgian ale or white ale with the coriander in it before I would drink this again. So I'm going to give it a 1.90. Well, then you really didn't copy me. I didn't, but <laughs> I thought about it, and then I'm like, no, you know what? I don't even think I like it as much as you. All right, fair enough. But I am done with the hamper, and as the late great Stuart Scott once said, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here. <laughs>